0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Free Game All Gain. I'm your yep. host, AR. And this is YZ. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. So, so welcome back, everyone. This is CZ. Season- Season 3 episode yeah. 3. Seeing you're forgetting. Yeah, huh? yeah, 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 I'm starting to lose track. I'm eventually going to lose track. Yeah. But uh season 3 episode 3. Thank you again for tuning in. Um today's episode is going to be a good episode. 100%. Um I'm actually excited to talk about this. Um it's something that I think uh, once once you hear about it, I think it like completely changed your your perspective on like just finances on planning for the future. Yeah. Um,
1: Changes how you see things.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's actually a good thing to to practice outside of finances too. So it's, it's just a good habit to have it's in general. Habit, yeah. it, it helps you with just time management and everything as well. So um, before we get into that, I think YZ Let's
1: has a quote, a quote for us today. Quote of the day. You yeah, yeah. are gonna get a two in one. So health is a crown that only the sick can see. Mm. And the second one would be treat your food like medicine before you will be forced to treat your medicine like food. So I feel like well to give you a brief background about a week or two ago, I don't know how but me and AR here were both sick. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it happened, but we just so happened to be sick at the same time. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> and you. I just texted him and I said I think I know what the quote of the day for the next <laughs> yeah. episode is going to be. <laughs> It's like 100% I have to give like a health quote because sometimes you you get caught up in life and you don't uh treat your body the way that you should yeah and so I guess to get back to the quote so the first one health is a crown that only the sick can see I feel like just like as you're going through life every day you you kind of take it for granted that you're healthy you know so sometimes it's good to well I'm not gonna say it's good to get sick but when you do get sick you do become grateful for your health right so that's definitely one and I feel like it's weird like you never really like healthy people don't talk about like how grateful they are to be healthy You usually kind of you only hear from the sick you only hear from the sick right so right. that's why they say health is a crown that only the sick can see mm-hmm. only when you're sick do you really understand okay that person's healthy he's able to walk he's able to enjoy life and he doesn't really have health issues to worry about he has something that i don't have so that's why only the sick people can see it what, what do you think
0: no i agree i feel like we we take it for granted and we just um we just think that our health is something that can just be postponed temporarily mm-hmm. you know what i mean so we will we'll, we'll do a lot of things that can potentially compromise that and then when Things happen suddenly. It's like a reality yeah. check. So, it's yeah. like oh, okay, Can't I got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then suddenly you're you're taking all your nutrients. You're drinking water. Oh, you're you're not expending with fluids. fluids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. So uh, I feel like it's sometimes it, it is good to, to be sick because it kind of realign you. It does. Uh, but at the same time, it's always good to have in the back of your mind of like, yo, just make sure that you're always taking the, like, you know, taking care is, of yourself. Yeah, yeah, taking care of yourself. Make sure you're sleeping enough. Make sure you're eating enough. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you will reach a point, and I, you know the funny thing is, is actually one Lyft driver. He he told me he's like, enjoy what you're doing now because once you get older, the things you eat and everything, you, it, it won't be the same. It does Yeah. Because you know people have you know diabetes or will yeah. have um, like high cholesterol or whatever you know. So then or weight, like yeah. you have to watch your weight, and then now all of a sudden your whole diet changes. Yeah, exactly. But and then so it's always good that if, if you're if you're watching what you eat from now and you're you're proactive on that, then. Yeah. Later on, you won't really face the consequences of your actions. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like about
1: the second thing that I said. Eat your... Eat, what did I say? Eat your eat food, your food like, medicine like medicine before medicine. you eat your medicine I like food. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much when you when you think of that, you have to kind of think, okay, what do I take into my body? And you have to kind of be careful because usually when you're sick, you don't eat junk food. You don't eat anything that's really bad. You're trying right. to build your immune system. Right. You're trying to eat the healthiest. You're trying to do what's like more proactive for your body. So I feel like if you, if you're able to kind of see that right now and treat it like it's a medicine, you won't have to be eating medicine, like food when you do get older, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, I really like those things. It's good for health.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, topic of the today's episode, nothing is free in life. <laughs> nothing is free. That is a fact. I think everyone can kind of agree with that. Yep, 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 yep. Nothing is free. There's always there's always
0: something that you have to either pay for, either financially, either with time, yeah. either with... I either mean, now or later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's whatever some, it is. You're paying the price. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's going to be some form of sacrifice. Nothing is absolutely free.
1: Shall nice. Like. So, without further ado, again, will a little story time. Ba-ba-ba-ba! <laughs> Shout out, Marina. <laughs> ba ba, ba, ba. Okay, so let's get into this. So General Electric, they're somewhat of an appliance company, but they did spread their wings into multiple industries. But we'll start with the story. So General Electric was the largest company in the world in 2004, worth a third of a trillion dollars. I don't even know how to, how do you calculate that? That's like 330 something M's.
0: No, uh, not M's, B,
1: billion. Oh,
0: billion. It's because a,
1: tr- a third of a trillion, right? A third of a trillion, <clears throat> yeah, okay. It had either been first or second each year for the previous decade. Capitalism's shining example of corporate aristocracy. or Maybe I got that word wrong, but you guys get the point. <laughs> then everything fell to pieces. In 2008, the 2008 financial crisis sent G- uh, General Electric's financing division into chaos. It was eventually sold for scrap. Subsequent bets in oil and energy were disasters, resulting in billions in write offs. General Electric stock fell from $40 in 2007 to $7 by 2018. Blame placed on the CEO, Jeff Immelt, who ran the company since 2001, was immediate and harsh. <laughs> <laughs> he was, cr- I don't know why I laughed. Everyone has it. Someone's going to take the fall. Fu- yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. that much money is getting. They're gonna blame the guy that's controlling the ship. Yeah, facts. He was criticized for his leadership, his acquisitions, cutting the dividend, laying off workers, and of course, the plunging stock. Rightly so, those rewarded with dynastic wealth when times are good hold the burden of responsibility when the tide goes out. He stepped down in 2017. But Imelt said something insightful on his way out, responding to the critics who said his actions were wrong and what he should have done was obvious. Imelt told his successor, which is I'm assuming the person that comes after, every job looks easy when you're not the one doing it. And I can definitely co-sign that. (laughs) (laughs) Every job looks easy when you're not the one doing it because the challenges faced by someone in the arena are often invisible to those in the crowd. I really like that that um comparison yeah so by the end of this story it said most things are harder in practice than in theory sometimes this is because we're overconfident more often it's because we're not good at identifying what the price of success is which prevents us from being able to pay it so with that little story it's kind of like a rise and fall story but I I do kind of like it because it explains like how one of the top companies in the world, even they're not invincible, you know? So when they went through what they went through, you see how people react and how the public and the shareholders and everyone else had to kind of put the blame on somebody when in all reality, they just didn't see the price of what they were paying and i guess with with stocks there is one lesson to be learned you have to know how to take your wins and take your gains and that's like with investing in a lot of things when the time is up the time is up you're not going to get it back you know so so the inability to recognize that investing has a price can tempt us to try to get something for nothing which like shoplifting rarely ends well so they say when you want a new car say it costs thirty thousand dollars you have three options Pay $30,000 for it. Option two, find a cheaper used one. Or option three, steal it. In this case, 99% of people know to avoid the third option because the consequences of stealing a car outweigh the upside. Yeah. So with all of that said, what do you think of understanding how to, I guess, when you get involved in this type of business and you're trying to make money and you're trying to invest and you're trying to do all these things, how do you see yourself, I guess, um, understand? I wouldn't say risk to reward, but it is somewhat like that. Do you ever go into a deal saying, okay, this is how much I could potentially lose or do you always go into a deal thinking this is how much I could potentially gain? What do you think? Oh, that's a good question. The thing is, uh, me personally, I'll look at how much I'm
0: willing to lose, but the, the, the what I like, that the, I think Warren Buffett said was, if you invest in something that you understand, mm-hmm. then you will have a higher, um, what's the word? Like basically like a higher- um, You're more confident. Yeah, you're more confident. Like you're able you're to confident. handle more turbulence. Oh, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm, I, every time I go into something, I'm always gonna look at how much I'm willing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Or how much I, I potentially could lose and how much I'm willing to gain, yeah. uh, how much I want to gain. Obviously, the gain has to be higher than the loss. You know yes, what I mean? That's obvious. That's obvious, right? Depending on how much, depends on the person themselves, right? Some people are high risk takers and they're willing to gain, uh, not not that much, uh, in a short in a short span of time. Mm-hmm. Some people wanna hang in there for a longer period of time and make slow but consistent gains. So everyone's yeah. different. But me personally, if I I believe in the company or if I believe in the in the person or whatever it is, I'm willing to put in. Money and during those turbulence times, I'm mm-hmm. comfortable because I understand the company or the person that I have invested in. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about the the tur- upcom- you know, the, the, up the, yeah, the up and down. Like I'm I'm okay I'm okay with that. Yeah. However, as you said, when it comes down to not knowing your 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 success, so like people want to be successful, but mm-hmm. they don't know the price that they have to pay. Yeah. So with that, then it becomes the like the vision becomes a little bit blurry. blurry. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't know like how much do I really have to sacrifice? Yeah. You know what
1: I mean? Yes. How much do I
0: really have to sacrifice before I do and the, potentially
1: poten- yeah get to that, that success. Funny enough, that goes the same with business. Yeah. If you wanna like get up and start your own business, it is somewhat similar. You don't know what the success is gonna be. You're mm-hmm. taking a leap of faith and you're just you're sacrificing a lot more time.
0: So, but but the, the the example that the, the, the guy gave about um, the car, mm-hmm. you immediately know the repercussions what? if you steal the car.
1: Yeah, and, and you know you, what the price is. Exactly.
0: So you're saying no, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to yeah. The common person. Yeah. The common. Thing. The common. You know. The common. Common sense kicks in. Yeah. But when it comes to like recognizing a company or recognizing something that you want to put your money into or starting a business or whatever the case is, yeah, you don't know uh, what the outcomes can potentially be. Mm-hmm. So because because you don't know you start to be hesitant. Like yeah. how much, how, how much, like you don't know how much to put in or you yeah. don't want to put it in or you want to, you don't want to put in the time. And that's where the-,
1: the you're, you're giving yourself a ceiling.
0: Yeah, and that's where the line, that's where the line is drawn between the people that are able to jump over that line.
1: Yeah. right, And, and, and place that, that, that chance.
0: And the people that stop right at that line because yeah. of that, because like they're so fear. used to the, Comfort. quick transaction and the confidence like it's yeah. like i'm getting something i'm paying this
1: yeah i like, know i'm paying this I just what i'm getting it's rich, like right? going to the grocery store exactly yeah. so oh. it's so much more easier so yeah for us to comprehend it's a lot easier yeah yeah
0: and a lot of people it's it's, it's very hard to, to to cross over that line or to jump that you know that should jump onto the next side because mm-hmm. it's like there is absolutely no stability there's absolutely no guarantees yeah so I understand it because mm-hmm. we've all been there. Yeah. All of us have been. Everyone that was on is on the other side was always on, on the side. On, on, on the, the side where side. everyone yeah, on the side where everyone's
1: hesitant. Where you started off. Yeah, where you, started, where you off. started off. Yeah. So to continue the story, so back to General Electric. One of its many faults stemmed from an era under the former CEO Jack Welch. Welch became famous for ensuring quarterly earnings per share beat Wall Street estimates welch became famous for ensuring that the quarterly earnings per share will beat the wall street estimates he was the grandmaster well i don't want to say grandmaster but they say grandmaster okay he was the grandmaster if wall street analysts expect 25 cents per share jack welch would deliver 26 cents per share no matter what the state of the business or the economy was he'd do that by massaging the numbers that description is charitable. (laughs) Often pulling gains from future quarters into the current quarter to make the obedient numbers salute their master. So for people that don't understand this gibberish, long story short, say I'm a company, and we had an extremely successful month, one month. And if you were to report it, your shares would probably go up by $2, $3, whatever the case is. Instead, what they would do is they wouldn't report those earnings. They would quote unquote, massage the numbers and they would actually keep it consistent. So say their shares were at $1. They had a great month instead of making it like, or, or say the numbers, the returns that they got or the business that they conducted gave them returns of now $1.30 per share. Instead of going from $1 to $1.30, they would actually make the returns look smaller. And instead of making it go to a dollar 30, they would make it go to maybe a dollar and five cents or a dollar and two cents. Some way, somehow they would do that so that as someone looking from the outside in, you would just see a gradual increase going up. So their stock shares are gradually going up. But anybody that understands these things and understands life knows that nothing can just go up. What goes up must come down. You know what I mean? This is the markets. So, for them, they would do this, and that would actually <laughs> really help them, mm-hmm. because this is the psychology of a human. If you see a stock just gradually going up, 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 very small increments, there is a large group of people that will gravitate towards that because now you are ensuring your shareholders, one hundred percent, you guys are gonna make money. Yeah, exactly. You know this I mean? is what
0: investors really like. Investors like consistency and like gradual growth. Gradual. They growth. don't like the ups and downs. Yeah, too much they don't like that. They get scared and and, and whatever. Especially for the retail investors.
1: Yeah. So, and then it continues and it says, Welch never denied this game. He wrote in his book, Straight from the Gut, so quote unquote now from the book, the response of our business leaders to the, the response of our business leaders to the cries was typical of the general electric culture. Even though the books had closed on the quarter, many immediately offered to pitch in to cover the earnings gap. So he had people in this. So now this is just me talking. He had people on the side that were actually investors. And yeah, he had other investors, ghost investors, I guess that would actually step in, and if they actually did not make enough money, they would step in and actually give money. Mm. And it says some said they could find an extra ten million dollars, twenty million, or even thirty million from their business to offset the surprise. That is actually so crazy. Yeah, that's so it, wild. It's kind of smart, right? so the result was that under welch's leadership stockholders didn't have to pay the price you get what i'm saying so now he made a culture that regardless of what happens with their business the stock the shareholders never had to pay the price so their stock always would gradually rise whether or not their business ran a deficit or ran a surplus. Whether they made money, whether they lost money. Which is
0: actually dangerous if you really think about it because then you don't understand the true value of the company. Yeah, you don't.
1: Because the value is being basically artificially being manipulated. Yeah.
0: It's being manipulated. You don't know if the the stock should continue being, like uh, if you should continue investing in the stock or if you should actually pull up.
1: And this is the thing. Everyone, when you see that kind of gradual increase, you will always wanna keep investing. Right, exactly. There's nothing to actually take you away. It attracts people. Uh, so okay so that's the story of General Electric which is funny enough there's actually two other companies uh, called Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae which actually got caught under reporting their current earnings by billions of dollars with the intention of spreading those gains over the future period to give investors the illusion of smoothness and predictability the illusion of not having to pay the price so two other companies did that but just Well, they got caught.
0: Which means that how many other companies probably do the exact same thing? Yeah, Yeah. it's
1: probably a trick of the trade.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. So now the question that the book actually asks is, why do so many people who are willing to pay the price of cars, houses, foods, vacations, all those things, why do they try so hard to avoid paying the price of good investment returns? Mm -hmm. And I feel like these companies that do this, I don't know what to call this trick, but the, the taking future earnings or taking current earnings and spreading it across futures, price manipulation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We can call it that they do that. So now this is just me thinking broadly, the psychology aspect of it. If I'm a company and I can show that I could show my shareholders or I could show people that our company always is going up. You will more likely draw more traction, you'll draw more attention and you'll get more long term investors. What they don't wanna do is scare the people because as as we've seen, people are very... Um, emotionally connected to the stock emotion, emotion. Yeah. or just yeah, investing in general. Anything you yeah. I think if you invest in anything, you somewhat start to get emotionally connected. And when they do that, anything that comes out in the news, any <laughs> little thing that comes out in the news can potentially drop the stock. Why? Because a lot of people I think in the book it says something around 80% of the people It's actually crazy, but a lot of people, even though they come from all different aspects of life, 80% of the people think the same way when that type of news hits. Okay, now I got to pull out my money. Cause it's I just human instinct, like, right? When yes, things go it's, bad, it's, you have to, you have to get, you out. Gotta get out, right? Yeah. So that's like how people think. So now these companies, what they do is they give you the illusion of smoothness and they show that there's just gradual growth. And now as an investor or as a human being, when you see just gradually just up, 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 even though it's not huge gains, you can see over a long period of time over, imagine over a whole entire year, you see a company just making money, always in the positive, always in the positive, which we know is a fact that that's not true. You know, there's going to be months that are better than others. So, there's no way that it can always just be going up by like probably they probably even these people that do it they probably do it by like a similar margin
0: they always raise it by probably like five yeah
1: just to make it simple and also for them to do that future earning stuff they can also they give themselves more of a gap you know what i'm saying so say we made a million dollars i would say okay we made 500k and then our stock would go up by less but now we have 500k in the reserve so now if our If we don't make as much money, not even if we don't make money at all, but if we don't make as much, which whatever our target is, is our target. We now have that 500k to now allocate into our company to show that, okay, no, we didn't make money. But technically you made that money probably last year or six months ago. Like you don't know. That's Mm -hmm. what people do with these future earnings reports. So it's actually crazy. So I have a question. Yeah.
0: If you think, do you think that if people didn't know the price of success that people would actually pay it?
1: That's a good one honestly this is a thing this is and it, it comes down to life too so you can know the price of success but how are you gonna get that roadmap of how it's gonna be if you just have a price tag you don't know how much time you might have to allocate how much discipline you have to have there's like so many other aspects or like if an emergency just happens in your life, you know, something with family and you can't attend to your business or you can't do this, you can't do that. It's like, all right, the question that you asked, I'll ask you another question. Is it a price tag? Is it only monetary? Is it only money or is it you're being given the price tag of yo. This is how much time you have to spend. This is how much money you're gonna to have to make.
0: Uh, and I'll do it as if you want to be financially free. So there is like some form of monetary like guarantee okay, that so if fun. you if you had finan- uh, if you want to attain financial freedom, this is what you need to do, and mm-hmm. you will attain financial freedom. So if everyone think, knew, do you think that people will still take it, or do you think that it would still be? That- I think
1: if the, if the question was presented like, okay, for the next five years, you're gonna to have to work sixty hours a week and you will be financially free, if it was just like okay, that yeah, simple, say, yeah, I-, I think people would take it, oh, okay. you know? Okay. But honestly, because life can throw you so many curveballs, it's like, bro, that's close to impossible. Like we're even just, right now, we're even talking hypotheticals and I can't even think of it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's actually so crazy.
0: Uh, I, I, in my opinion, I think that um, that type of success, just to be like, let's just say financially free or whatever, yeah, it requires a lot. That you have to put in in the beginning.
1: And it's not normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, not that,
0: that's why I'm, I'm thinking of it like, even if, because the recipe is there. Yeah. Um, but there the price, no, tag, yeah, no price tag, there's no price tag. There's no price tag and there's no guarantee. And there's no guarantee, yeah. But true. the recipe is there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, even if people had known, and let's just say everything was guaranteed, like it's a little bit...
1: What do you, what do you think? Do you think people would do it or not? If they if they knew what the price the financial freedom ones. We'll just keep saying financial freedom because it's easy. I don't know, man. I feel
0: like people nowadays we're living in a world where we want everything fast. So even if yeah. you did, even if you did want, like, even if you did want, like, frank, saving, mm-hmm. just just that simple, okay? Mm-hmm. Saving, not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they don't like saving. They get they they get so they rather spend them. now. They rather spend now, right? They mm-hmm. don't really think for the long term. So if, if that's already happening as it is, and saving is a guaranteed mm-hmm. that you're making, it's like adding, right? So you save 100 one month, you save 100 next month, yeah. you're guaranteeing to have more and more in your bank, right? Yeah. But even then, people not a lot of people save. Even though there's a guarantee that you'll guarantee. have more money in your yeah. account, you know? So if that's, if that's even a, a struggle right now, yeah. then I believe that even if people didn't know the recipe, I think that they, they will still, still find will it challenging it. to still be able to do I it. I think they would definitely because find it challenging. Because just just in the, the lifestyle that we're living right now, we all want something fast. Yeah. If you tell someone, would you like to get rich? You'll get their attention immediately. Like, yes, I do want to get rich. Okay. Then you would be like, all right, what you need to do is you need to read this. Uh, you need to take this course. You need to read these yeah. books. Then you need... And then you automatically... You lost them. You lost them, yeah. <laughs> you lost them. That's you so lost them completely. They're like, all right, all right. And they'll procrastinate on it. So that's why I'm saying... The, the, the crazy thing is, is uh, it's either people don't want it as much for them to be able to still commit to it. So they don't. They don't really care too much about having the success, or we are we are living in a it's, world it's, where
1: we're just so like yo, lazy or like I don't know. No, I think. Well, this is to get. This is getting very deep now, but I personally think just how the world has advanced. Like, look at technology, for example, which is probably the biggest example I can give. Technology has advanced our lives so fast from 20 years ago, you know? Our parents didn't even know what smartphones were. They still, To this day, they don't know what it was. <laughs> they, they still come to us and they say, Yo, show me this, show me that. But, like, so because everything advanced so fast and we're so used to, like, just here and now. Like, you know, like what we were talking about uh, when we had, I think, Sniper, when we had... uh so oh, but the deliveries. On probably. deliveries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will literally, and I'm guilty of this too, people will literally go and buy something from somebody that gives them one day shipping. Mm-hmm. And just this, this need for everything just so fast. We live a very fast life, everybody. And it's just how our society started going. It's like, you know, if you're not doing it, somebody else is, right? And then with that, a lot of people get caught up in this whirlwind and i think it's just like yo it's just here and now we live in a world that's just here and now here and now here and now and it's hard to see the future which actually leads further so the question that we asked earlier why do so many people who are willing to pay the price of all these worldly things think that or not they think but why do so many people who are willing to pay the price of these worldly things try so hard to avoid paying the price of a good investment return so the ample the answer is simple the price of investing success is not immediately obvious it's not a price tag you can see so when the bill comes due it doesn't feel like a fee for getting something good so just like how you ask like oh the price tag is there do you think people would still pay the price for Mm -hmm. success or whatever and i think one The first question you have to ask is internally, are they at that state where they're willing to sacrifice everything for it? Right. And that is one part I think you already knocked off 50% of the people (laughs) right away. You already knocked off that fifty percent. The other fifty percent, now it's more like, okay, do they have the resources, do they have the means to do it? And then you'll find people that actually have the grind to go and do something three, four years, and then now you're starting to see, you're starting to reap the blessings, right? Right. So Okay, so to continue with the answer that they gave in the book, it feels like a fine for doing something wrong. And while people are generally fine with paying fees, fines are supposed to be avoided. You're supposed to make decisions that preempt and avoid fines. Traffic fines and IRS fines mean you did something wrong and deserve to be punished. The natural response for anyone who watches their wealth decline and views that drop as a fine is to avoid future fines. It sounds trivial.
0: It's it, it, like the, the example I can give is basically like a car. If you want to have a car, there's fees that are associated with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're okay with paying with those fees because the fees
1: are outweighing more than what you're, I mean, are don't outweigh what you want What you want for, exactly. And so it's funny to go back to your example. You see how you just said, okay, if people see the price tag or the price to pay for success or uh, financial freedom, well, they pay it that's like a modern day example of that was like i remember when i was gonna get a car and i was talking with my parents like oh don't do it do this do that you have to pay if you get the car you're gonna have to pay this you have to pay that a lot of lip service for what i'm gonna have to do you (laughs) get what i'm saying right right the inevitable funny enough i just took it as something light i just said yeah okay that's fine but you don't realize how bad it really is until, until you get that car. Right. Once you get that car and you start paying those fees and now you have to do it every month or every time you want to drive, there has to be gas. And every maintenance. time you do, maintenance can just, maintenance is like an emergency example of like real life, you know, right, right. like with your car something just randomly happened. You have to be prepared for how you're going to handle that adversity, right? right? And so I feel like even if you show people the price tag of financial freedom and you tell them what it is. I still don't think people, I take back my answer. I think yeah, I said people will take it. I don't think so now that I really think about it. Because you can tell someone one thing, but the reality of doing it right. is it a completely a, different, different thing. thing. Right, right, right. right. For just better like, or worse. For better or worse, yeah. Just like for my parents telling me all the things wrong and dangerous about getting a car, yeah. payments, all of those, it's like I took it lightly. And I seen the benefits for myself, but all the cons that they were telling me about getting the car, I definitely see it from them now. And I understand why they were telling me all those things because now you get so comfortable that you don't want to take a step back. So now you just keep working hard and keep working hard, but to get back to the thing. So with what you said, which is, it's more like, I like the point that you got into about how everything is just here and now it's more, like, it's just for temporary gain. Everything is for temporary gain. Like, people don't even say it, right? And they know that if you save money, you'll have money. Right. If people can't even, I guess, get the strength, the mental strength to do that, then there is no way you can withstand going through investments and the ups and downs. Right. It's just impossible. Right, right. right? So...
0: It's actually yeah, crazy. It's you know, sure. the thing is, um, just, just, in reg- just saving alone, like... Um, something that I read that was actually very interesting. He said, if you want to start saving more, you don't have to have extra income. Yeah. Like obviously situational, but but just in general, general, you don't always have to have extra income to be able to save more. That's very true. You just have to increase your humility. Yeah. That's what he said. So the thing is a lot of people, we live in a world where there's a lot of competition from one to the other. Right. And people are trying to match people's lifestyle. If you try to match people's lifestyle, your income and someone else's income is completely different. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to look like that. You want to yeah. look like, yeah, yeah, yeah I could get this too. Yeah, You know what I mean? And you completely get lost and then without you realizing you're living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And then when it comes down to save or when something emergency happens, you, you suddenly are in a, you know, in a sticky in situation. Sticky. Yeah. So a lot of people think that, okay, my lifestyle is expensive. So I'll just get a second or a third job. When in reality... You just need to cut down on all the things that you have and yeah. increase your humility mm-hmm. because maybe the one income that you have, it can be is sufficient enough for you to be able to save more. because if your if your lifestyle continues to be in that way, if it continues to be expensive, no matter how many incomes you have, that means your lifestyle will continue to grow the same way. It's always going to be more. Exactly. Time. So you're not really solving the problem. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to cut back on costs and then that way you'd be able to save. And if you have yeah. a second job, if you maintain that, you'll still be able to save more yeah. and more and more.
1: If anyone wants to understand this deeper, uh, search what a minimalist is. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm so happy a I've show seen that. Or a movie on Netflix. That's why
0: I watched that show a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and it completely changed my. But the thing is, there's there's some people that are very extreme.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying go to the extreme, but that will definitely humble you because it shows that yo you can survive with a lot less than what you what you think. Yeah, especially with like clothes.
0: Yeah, with like food. There's a lot of food waste. Um, yeah, I don't like clothes waste. waste. Yeah, 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 like. There's a lot of things that you can cut down on without you realizing, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that you have that you probably
1: never use in such a long time as you're sitting for house. Yeah, and you yeah. just kinda of forget that, oh, I do have that and you're not grateful for it. Yeah. You know, when you're not you don't yeah. really care about it that much and you're not grateful for it, it's sh- it went to waste. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so to get back on topic, so if you view volatility as a fee, things look different. So I really do like that line. So but to give you guys a real-life example, so Disneyland tickets cost one hundred dollars, but you get an awesome day with your kids you'll never forget. Last year, more than eighteen million people thought that that fee was worth paying. Few felt the one hundred dollars was a punishment or a fine. The worthwhile trade-off of fees is obvious when it's clear that you're paying one. That last line right there is such a bar, like. I think people really have to get it because you wake up every day and you pay for fees. Like, okay, if you want food, you either gotta go to a restaurant or you gotta go to a fast food joint or you gotta go buy groceries. Regardless of the situation, you are paying a fee to eat. And you're you're willing to pay that fee. And you're willing to pay. Why? Because you know what it is. And you know what you're getting. And you know what you're getting, Right. right? So when people understand that, yo, this is what I am paying and this is what I am receiving, then they understand it better. And I feel like, it goes to like the long, the long term thinking that we were just speaking about that there's a lack of, if people have a long term thinking, then you can truly understand that this fee is worth paying in the long run. It's never, it never looks good right now. You, you know what I mean? Long story short, when you know that there's a fee behind, stuff, or you know what you're getting behind the fee, you feel better about it, you know? and. It's not even that you feel better about it. You just you're more you're more comfortable because you know what you have got in return.
0: Yeah, but it's then, easier on your mental too. I think people just don't like the terminology of like penalty.
1: People don't understand the difference between a fee and a fine. Right, that's right. what it is. Right, you know. So there's no guarantee that it will be blessed. Like sometimes it rains at Disneyland. So that's what one of the quotes said, and I really do I really like that because it's like you realize you're paying the admission fee and you are going to Disneyland. But like it said, sometimes it rains at Disneyland, you know, and so sometimes the fee that you paid on that rainy day was not worth it. But if you went and it was a sunny day at Disneyland, then 100% it was worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes you just got to kind of think of it like that. You always have to try to weather the storm. You know, my favorite artist always says that weather the storm. And I like that saying because sunny days are going to come ahead. You know, sunny days always follow. They always say, oh, what is it? The sun comes after the rain, or something. The rain, and then you see yeah, a yeah. rainbow and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to get further into the fees versus fines, and this is something for you ladies out there, this might relate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Tread carefully, carefully. You know what? Let me talk from the man's
1: perspective. Let me talk from the man's perspective, and I'm gonna keep this short. Yeah. I tried to tell one of my cousins, you know, a female cousin. I said, like, if you want to be in a relationship with someone, you are paying a fee. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm like, why are you getting triggered by what I said? This is a fact. Oh, that is, she was my, triggered my by girl. it. She was a little bit. You know, obviously, I said some more. Oh, like, why? Like, she just, like, like fee why? Fee means like compromising? No, she's like, how are you calling me a fee? Am I a fee? Da, 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 da. And it's like, bro, oh. a fee just means a price to pay. Yeah, from both sides. From both exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I can speak from the men's perspective. Only the women can understand how hard it is to deal with men. I don't understand that obviously. But from my from my perspective, to, to put up with the the effort and the all the, all that goes into having a relationship with the sacrifices. Other gender. there's sacrifice. The sacrifice is the fee. Is basically. the fee. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for someone that doesn't understand what we're trying to say right now, if you can think of either Disneyland or Park Or if you can think of a car, or if you can think of a relationship, regardless of what you get yourself into, there is a price you are paying. It's just, do you know the price and are you comfortable with it? Some people are comfortable with it, but don't know the price. Some people know the price and don't want to do it. Some people understand both. And I think once you get to that level where you can understand both,
0: then you can make a decision.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's easier on your mental, emotionally, spiritually, everything your internal is, it, it feels a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get a fee confused with what a fine is. A fine is a penalty. A fee is just something you got to pay, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the, that's like the main difference. Yeah. So, you
0: know? but, so in the stock market basically, or just in the in the investment world in general, if you get a loss, if you, if you, if you get a loss, if you take mm-hmm. a loss, don't see that as a penalty, see it yeah, as a fee. Exactly. See as, this is the fee that I had to pay in order to learn Yeah. for the mistake or whatever happened. happened. And then later on again when you continue to invest you don't just stop you continue to invest you'll get better and better and better and then eventually the fees your fees comes. become very minuscule really? and your exactly. gains are significant exactly. and then the, the gains will always outweigh the or majority of the time will outweigh the thing yeah the yeah. only time it becomes a penalty is if you're making the same mistakes yeah, over yeah, yeah. and over again like yeah, exactly. you know, I mean? of
1: course then it's, you're, you're penalizing yourself yourself yeah you know what i mean so i, was, I would fee. say for anyone that's investing out there kind of track you like understand your track record and if you are paying too much in fees like as we call it then then you'd mm-hmm. want to either change your strategy or do something different yeah, but exactly. don't ever see it as a penalty because this is investing and if everything in life has a fee to it why do you think investing is in money is going to be free yeah there's yeah. no possible way that's yeah. ever going to happen there's not always wins without losses exactly Sometimes you need to lose in the take order the win. wins with the losses right, right. and then at the end of this chapter it literally says find the price and then pay it you get what I'm saying so everything in life find out what the price is if it takes you some time let it be you know everything's written at the end of the day let it be but once you find your price now you have an understanding of whether you want to bear that price or whether you're better off without it and for the most part in investing which we're gonna lead to now compounding actually helps so much that it will be worth the fees that you're paying now for the investment returns that you get down the road. You got what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. We can move forward. So like, so lessons from one field can often teach us something important about unrelated fields. So take the billion year history of ice ages and what they teach us about growing your money. So I guess for anyone listening, if you can understand what ice ages are and how the little small things that were happening on the earth at that time led to something so massive you will start to get the gist of how a small force yes how compounding can actually lead to something so great you know right right. so i think well you probably you guys probably hear us say this a lot like with warren buffett he was probably probably the most world-renowned investor yeah one of the most yeah Yeah. So. Uh, Warren Buffett's net worth is about eighty-four and a half billion dollars, with a B. Of that, eighty-four point two billion was accumulated after his fiftieth birthday, and I think that's actually crazy. That so also, he got majority of his money in the second yeah. part of his life. Eighty-one point five billion actually came after he qualified for for social security in his mid-sixties. Mm-hmm. So eighty billion of it came in his sixtieth birthday. Yeah. So, that's actually so crazy and it, it touches on the book about the simple fact that he built such a uh, a good investing base when he was young in his adolescent years and because of that that's what led to him being or I guess having such a large net worth and it it gives an example. Like if he actually just explored in his teens and just went out when he was 20 and did all the things that we that normal people like us actually just do. And we spend more of the money than actually save it and invest it. Then a lot of things would be very different for him. Mm -hmm. And it was simply because he started so young. So what do you think of
0: that? Yeah, no uh, compounding itself. And just, just in case, People don't know what compounding is. Compounding is basically just money multiplying itself. Yeah. So it's 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 income. That's that it's income generated by income. So you're making yeah. income on your income. Okay. So that's what compounding is. So compounding itself is very, is very very powerful and is very very lucrative and it's very mm-hmm. simple. Yeah. It just require it's just discipline. Yeah. You need to have discipline. Yeah. but the, the like you don't have to be a great uh investor. Yeah, you don't have to be, be like like have to be like super smart. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to be like I think a lot of the times uh investing it feels intimidating because maybe we People see, think
1: it's a knowledge thing.
0: Yeah, n- not and not just knowledge. part
1: of it is knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they think like that that's the prerequisite and that's the only one. Yeah, yeah. But it's not yeah. no, no, it's like
0: it's like um it's like uh, like when you watch TV or something, or you see these big bankers mm-hmm. talking about investing. A lot of people believe that that, oh, that's like that's not something that anyone, any average person yeah. can do. Like this is for like you know these nice guys they're in the suits, yeah. yeah, on yeah. TV Someone is. even told me they're like, oh, you know, I thought investing was only for rich people. Oh, and I was like, no, man. And that's, I don't blame them. People don't I understand, but it. people don't understand that um, like investing isn't really for rich people. They're rich because of investing. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So they're, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna look like it's just for them, but technically, investing is for everyone. Yeah, right. So. Compounding is just basically money making itself. So you don't have to find, you don't have to be doing too much digging. You just need to mm-hmm. find a lot of good companies or whatever, solid yeah, companies, they you, call them blue chip companies, whatever, yeah. that you invest in and you just stay consistent with it and you stay disciplined. Yeah. And regardless of the market going up or down, whatever, you, you Do maintain, dollar cost average. And you dollar cost average, which is the best way. Yeah. And you dollar cost average your whole way, which is much easier than trying it to is fork up two, three thousand dollars at once. Yeah, yeah, less Imagine you pay a hundred dollars, or Trust me, I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's, 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 it's a hard, yeah, it's because so hard because you're you're you get you're trying to time, time the market. Mark. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're timing the market, and then again. you
1: get in your head too because you're like, oh shit, like oh if I invested then or yeah. oh if I pulled out here, yeah. and then you start which doubting very yourself. Bad, it which is, is very bad. It's very
0: bad. If you dollar cost average, you don't care about whether the price is going up or down. down. You're putting, you're money increasing your wealth. Yeah, exactly. And like that, you'll always get gains. You'll always get gains, and you'll always be compounding yeah so the difference between compounding and saving which is why we say it's always been uh, recommended but again we're not for financial this matter yes. but why we believe that saving I mean uh, investing is way better than saving is because um, the example I was gonna give I'm gonna need your help on this math thing okay so let's just say you you like someone invest uh, saves a hundred dollars a month okay okay so a hundred dollars a month let's just say for the next the first for the first five months they did it yeah. by the fifth month they have 500 dollars yeah. now let's say a person was to invest this hundred dollars mm-hmm. and let's just say it's it's possible in some areas it's not possible in other areas but just for math's sake let's just say there's 10 percent gains on every uh for the for each month so yeah. the, fir- the, the first month he puts in hundred dollars there's no gains mm-hmm. okay second month he puts in hundred dollars
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and there's ten percent gains so now $200. 200% 10,
1: that's $20, right? times, so you said? 10% on the, on on the 200. 200? Okay. Yeah. So that you will get 220.
0: Okay, 220. Now on the third month, invest another 100, sort of 100, yeah. So now you're at 320. 320 plus, now what's the 10%, 10% gains 10% on that? You are at 352. So
1: 352 and then by the fourth Add month. Add another 100. hundred So 452. 452, so that. 10%? 10%, yeah. 497.
0: Okay, and on the fifth month, 497 plus 100, that's 597.
1: 597 times .1, 1 656. So let's just say 650,
0: okay? okay? So if you were to compare the person that saved versus the person that had invested. And, he did, and the, the, the example you gave, you didn't even do the 10% in the first month. Right? Yeah, and I didn't do the percent, yeah. yeah. So let's just assume that. So now, the person who saved has $500. Yeah. The person who's invested it, 650, yeah. right? Now he's up 150. Mm-hmm. Now imagine, and the thing is the gap will continue to increase and, and increase and increase. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So by the time it's first year, second year, third year, yeah, fourth year, fifth year, Ten that thousands. compounding multiplies. Yeah. Now you're getting 10% gains on a thousand. You're, you're getting 10% gains on 10,000. You're getting 10% gains on 15,000 by like maybe the fifth year, the sixth year. the numbers are so large. Exactly, exactly. Whereas yeah. the person who would have been saving? Number one, he's losing purchasing power. Yeah. Number two, he he's it's only, adding. He's it's only adding, adding. exactly. Yeah. Whereas the other, whereas the other one, the other guy that's investing, it's is, his money's multiplying. Yeah. So that's the that's, that's the, the crazy beauty. thing about compounding. And then the larger, the the, m- the money you the have, money,
1: yeah. the more e- the, the crazier more your your compounding yeah. is because it the percentage, more money. the percentage is always it stays the same. You know, whether you're gonna make two percent, whether you're gonna make five percent, whether you make ten percent, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because, well, I didn't mean to say that the percentages stay the same, but I'm saying regardless of the percentage, the amount that you have matters more than the percentage that you're getting. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. right. And I think a lot of people think that, okay, if because I don't have such a large amount of money that, oh, that little percentage is not going to do much for me, you know, 10% on a hundred bucks is 10 bucks. People are laughing at that. But then the second you look at them and say, okay, 10% on a thousand bucks, a hundred dollars, they might still be laughing. 10% 10% on ten thousand dollars, you're making a thousand bucks. Now people are starting to raise their eyebrows. But guess what? You don't get to that you don't get to that ten thousand dollar mark without starting in the beginning. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Because unless you come from obviously a well-off family or anything like that, I think you have to start at the bottom and you have to build your wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's how it starts. It yeah. starts by making those small amounts of dollars that people laugh at. hmm but it grows into something that people will raise their eyebrows and say, okay.
0: Yeah. And really? the fee, and the fee in this situation is that you have to be disciplined yeah. and you have to make sure exactly. that you're consistent the whole time. Exactly. And that's the hardest part. Which is the hardest
1: part. And but there is
0: almost there's there's like almost a guarantee that it will that you will be successful. You will be fi- you will be financially, financially free. Yeah. If not rich, you will be financially free. You will free. at least be financially yeah. free. 1, you'll be 000%. you you'll be much well, off much better off yeah. than if you were to if you if you had been saving,
1: yeah. 100%. Like imagine, imagine you found a stock and they offer you dividends, you know. And when you get into that stock, say you have fifteen thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, and those dividends are what five percent, ten percent, whatever the case is, and you're making that. That's now your residual income, yeah. You don't even have off, to pay yeah. another dollar. Yeah, you really don't have to pay another dollar. Yeah,
0: because the dividends would you can with that dividends you and can you use it to buy more stock, or yeah. you can
1: yeah, or you can take it out and buy what you need. Yeah, and that's where when people get to a hundred thousand dollars, and that's where people say, "Oh, this guy is rich." Da da da. Those people, it their life is so simple because of the decisions that they made when they were younger. And it's always like, that's always been the story, you know, it's always been the story. So I want to get this one line that says Warren Buffett's skill is investing, but his secret is time, exactly. time. Yeah. And I really want people to understand that what you do today is going to affect you in the future, 1000%. Even though we do not know the future, we can never get the past back. All you have is the present. So you have to make sure that you're making the right decisions in today's time so that you're not going to regret it later on down the road when you're in your thirties or forties or fifties, whatever the case is. But that change starts within yourself and it starts today. You know what I'm saying? Most of the stuff that we're talking about is all internal. A lot of the things like asking about, okay, if we show someone the price tag to financial freedom or would they pay it? It starts with discipline, you know, is someone willing to discipline themselves to now get what they want to receive in the future. Mm -hmm. And it's not today. When you discipline yourself today and you go on for three, four years with that same discipline, that same routine, and it becomes your lifestyle, you will reap the rewards yeah. that nobody's seen on that day that you yeah. decided to no, change. You
0: had a call, I remember in the episode, something something about like you can't eat the f- seed of the fruit
1: that you the, Yeah. You don't eat the fruit the day you plant the seed. You don't eat the fruit the day you plant the seed. And discipline exactly. is part of that. Yeah, exactly. You
0: know? Same thing goes with investing. Same thing goes with almost and a lot of things, things in a life. A lot of things. You can't expect that because you did something today that suddenly you could reap the benefits from it. That's not, how, that's not how life works. Yeah. Life works with time. It works with progression. It works with you know dedication, commitment.
1: It's a lot of things internal that yeah. people don't understand. They think it's just monetary. They yeah. think it's literally just, oh, I don't have money or, oh, I don't have a business. And they think that that's all it is, but in all reality, it starts within. Yeah, I heard. I heard a quote. It was something about like, "Oh, the life you live today
0: it was the dis- based on the decisions you made three years ago." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is Real, so. all yeah, always
1: posts. I like when he posts. It's so facts. It's yeah. so facts. And they and they usually say for anyone that's actually like struggling to discipline themselves, this is a quote that might help. The harder road today often leads to an easier road later, and an easy road today often leads to a harder road later. Yeah, yeah. So. As hard as it may be right now, you have to know that I'm doing this to make my life easier in the future. And if that can spark an innovation in you, or if that can spark something like, all right, I'm gonna do this, then that's great. But if It's a fee. It's a fee. You have to keep telling yourself it's a fee. It's a fee, it's you a fee. fee. Yeah, you have to, you have to. And so I guess, all right, to get back to this. So another investor named Jim Simmons, head of the hedge fund Renaissance Technologies, has compounded money at sixty-six percent annually since nineteen eighty eight. You know, that's so actually that's actually it's crazier. the record. That's pretty yeah, good yeah, it's amazing. In stock market, that's pretty so good. whoever is listening to this right now, believe me, just make your seven or eight percent. Don't listen to sixty. <laughs> this is beyond ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Sixty-six percent annually since nineteen eighty eight. That's so crazy. And it says no one comes close to this record. And as we just saw, Buffett has compounded at roughly twenty two percent annually, a third as much simmons net worth as this book is dated is 21 billion he is and i know this is ridiculous 75 percent less rich than warren buffett isn't that
0: ridiculous that's crazy that's how that's how that's how like compounding is like magic that's, yeah. that's like
1: the only way i can explain it's and like literally like magic yeah right? like i can't i don't know how else to convince people that you sh- don't shoot for the highest returns yeah. work on your discipline and your consistency and your longevity Because that is what's gonna carry you to the promised land wherever you want to go that longevity is gonna take you to places you've never seen Mm -hmm. look at this example here someone that has the record for highest returns 66% Warren Buffett makes a third less than uh, or a third of what that guy makes yeah percentage based yet Warren Buffett is 75% more rich than him so it just goes to show it's not about the returns so if you're making great returns one day and then you're in the negatives another day don't think anything of it that's all I gotta say just see it as a fee and live to see another day yeah that's it.
0: and what I noticed I notice it all the time like when a, when a price goes down and anything like um, i'll just say mark in any market whether the stock market crypto market let's just say uh something goes down and they're mm-hmm. like oh it's down and then you'll tell them all right buy in people would be like no 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 it's yeah. going down yeah, yeah. people's psychology yeah they it's say the opposite okay, down
1: is not good i stay the away that's that <laughs> i mean and up yeah. is good yeah but and then when, you, when it's up
0: are you really going to buy it when it's up? It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. Then you sense. say, ah, oh, I should have bought it when it was down. But it's you're saying yeah, that because exactly. you've seen it go back up. Yeah, but you didn't know. Yeah, I mean? so it's, like mental know. Game. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. a mental game. It's a trick. That's why it's like if you always – if you but if you understand the company that you're investing in or you believe the company that you're investing in regardless if it's going down or if it's going up, you will not be swayed or your, emotion, your emotions won't really be being played. Like, you'll yeah. be more confident in your decisions. You'll be more confident in your dollar cost averaging. You won't be – You'll be, uh, you know, very sensitive to the market, and like that, you make better decisions. And you're yeah. disconnected. You're disconnected to the market to the point where, regardless, you're going based on off of fundamentals only. Uh, yeah, your own fundament, you're yeah. You're
1: going on your rule. You're playing your game. You're not playing the market's game. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. When you try to find the best buying points, and you're or, trying to go in you're and out. Yeah, you're trying to be like a trader, I'm not going to say don't trade for whoever is out there. You can allocate some of your Once, portfolio. You know? Yeah, you can allocate some of your money to that. But believe me when I tell you, do not focus on that. Let that be a little thing for a thrill. You know, I know yeah. people like thrill, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do that on the side. But majority of your investments should definitely be long term. Long term should be on your terms. Yeah,
0: even even on a long. I, I don't know if it was in this book, but I, I read somewhere where. Even if you were to compare someone who was trading and someone who was just dollar cost averaging, yeah. the person dollar cost averages may always and makes just, more yeah. than the person in the, the long run. One thousand percent. Yeah,
1: one thousand yeah. always in the long
0: run. So always. don't don't feel um, like uh, like you're missing out by not trading mm-hmm. because. I know trading. The thing is, it's quiz. It's quick returns. You can make ten thousand dollars, and today. it looks appealing. Yeah, you make but, five thousand dollars today. But people think that. But there's a lot of money that you're forking up. Number one, and there's a lot of risk. There's a lot more risk. Yeah, you know, and that might not be for everyone. So especially if you're coming into the game new, I honestly do
1: not recommend. that yeah, you trade. Yeah, do not. You know what I mean? Trading I that requires. One the way. <laughs> yeah, trading requires time. It requires a lot more education. Yeah, so much education. Yeah. I think people can only trade after you've probably been in the markets. I would say at least ten years. Yeah, like or your your
0: your 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 specifically designated time. It designated designated your time learn, for that. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. okay, but otherwise, if you're just the type of person who yeah. just saying, I'm not, I'm not in it for the short run. I'm in it for the long run, and you you're trying to be successful not now but in the future. Yeah. Then your best way, uh, to be uh to be doing something while not spending too much time. Is just dollar cost average and you and just let that grow on the side and while you
1: continue to do what you do and i like what you said earlier about when you do do the dollar cost average you don't uh have that emotional tie to it yeah you know yeah and i really do like that so one of the quotes here was actually good investing isn't necessarily about earning the highest returns because the highest returns tend to be one-off hits that can't be repeated i really like that line because every time you see an amazing trade that happened or oh that guy that stock flew up this that that whatever people think that okay it's gonna happen again you know not all the time not all the time especially if it's if it's something that's odd like something i'll say maybe in the crypto markets it's a lot more volatile uh, yeah it's more volatile so maybe there are better chances of uh another coins that are spiking up yeah but in terms of stocks when you see great returns just know you miss that train buddy you yeah. missed that. Train. Unless it was something
0: like, you know what I mean? Like a new product came and it ended up being Simplastic, amazing or something yeah. like, unless it's something very specific, mm-hmm. if, if something just shot up without much reasoning or the reasoning doesn't really make sense yeah, that much. Yeah, that is it's a, a one-off. Off. Then it's, a, it's a probably a one-off. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not gonna happen.
1: Yeah. So it goes on further. It's about, so investing, it's about earning pretty good returns that you can stick with and which can be repeated for the longest period of time. That's when compounding runs wild. And that's why I really, really like that. And just to give people an understanding of like how great or not how great, but don't try to time the market because it's a lot more difficult. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull up an example. Okay. So fun fact for everybody. And you guys probably know both of these companies. So like most products, the bigger the returns, the higher the price. So Netflix stock returned more than, let me wait, 35,000% from 2002 to 2018. That is within a span of 15 or 16 years. In 16 years, Netflix stock went from, whatever the price it was, it went up 35,000%, okay? But, it traded below its previous all-time high on 94% of those days. So So basically the the
0: all-time high means the the highest point, the the highest stock has ever been the peak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So 94% of the time in those 16 years, the stock has not cracked its all-time high. It stayed within. It did what the markets do. It went up, it went down, it went up, it went down. But over time, Imagine you kept saving $100, $100, not even for the whole 16 years, say half of that, eight years, your money would be going crazy right now. Anyone that can do the math on this, 35,000%, I said it correctly, 35,000%. That is the power of compounding, right? Now the second example is monster beverage, for all you guys know, that, that monster drink. Now, this is actually beyond ridiculous. I actually thought that this was a typo. and I still think <laughs> it is a typo because I think he added extra zero, maybe a couple extra zeros. I don't know how he got this number, but Monster Beverage returned 319,000% from 1995 to 2018, among the highest returns in history, but traded below its previous all-time high 95% of that time during that period. So for, for you guys that are listening to these, Facts. Um, I hope you guys understand what compounding is and I hope you guys can see that what you invest today may take off in 15 years. I think people have to start thinking like if you want these kind of returns, these thirty-five thousand, three hundred and nineteen thousand percent and percent, I'm telling you, if you guys know math percentage is no joke. It multiplies like crazy, right? If you guys want these kind of returns you guys have to build yourself a a long-term portfolio know which companies will last which companies are good which companies are innovative which companies are going to be successful which companies are going to be around even you know a lot of companies throughout this pandemic they went out of business Mm -hmm. but you see the ones that kind of shifted and were able to readjust and adapt Yeah. yeah so those are the type of companies you have to go for and just invest in them and just, I guess, just you can have the confidence that maybe they may not get these kind of returns because obviously Netflix was a game changer and Monster Beverage. I don't know exactly what type of business they're into, but Monster Beverage is uh, they're just like drinks or monster d- drinks, yeah. But don't I know they do like motocross events and so I think they, well, sponsor, they sponsor, yeah, it's just yeah, for advertising, so they only sell drinks,
0: yeah, as far as I know, oh. or,
1: or they're in, yeah. yeah, yeah, they no, no, they're definitely in something else, but. Or they have to be. There's no way you make this kind of percentage. You're just in one business, one industry. Nah, nah. I don't know. We'll search it. But long moral of the story is that one, understand the price of what you're going to pay and understand how much you're willing to pay. And two, understand the power of compounding and building yourself the discipline to be able to do it. Because if you're able to do it, all that hard work, sweat, tears, whatever you want to call them, all of that, it's going to come and it's going to pay you in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're in the uh, beverage industry. Beverage industry. They probably they probably bought Coca-Cola or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, they bought somebody. <laughs> <laughs> These returns, 319,000%. Yeah. That is a they're, lot. They're in, the be- they're in energy drinks, but, coffee, tea. But theirs is, I think, a few more years than Netflix's. But yeah, theirs was, I think, 20. Yeah, yeah, 20, in, six, 20, yeah in 23 years, they made... 319,000% and Netflix in 16 years made 35,000%. Bro, this Netflix one is amazing. I'm pretty sure for all of us that watch Netflix, <laughs> we know that, okay, Netflix is a great product and they were they were building to be something great. Especially once Blockbuster went out of business, Netflix knew, like, or we knew that Netflix was gonna be amazing. Obviously we would've caught the train late because this says from 2002, I think I was about six years old <laughs> yeah, yeah we we're like six, six years old <laughs> bro. yeah but yeah man that's the power of compounding i hope you guys enjoyed all of that information we gave you it felt like a book club yeah but uh it's and for people who
0: are wondering what, what right. book we're referencing it's, psychology uh, of money yeah the psychology it's probably the most amazing book i ever stumbled upon it's a good book it's a quick read it, it will take you no it won't take you that long it it's depends a, on the, the, the book how long to... how many pages is it like uh 300 no 200 400 no, hold on there's a lot of like in the beginning like a, a lot of fluff yeah.
1: you know oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, yeah it's 400 pages. 400 pages yeah yeah on the phone but i definitely want to find this book and get a hard copy because i am gonna reread this book over and over again because the the thing i really do like about this book is that it 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 ties in psychology and real life and events. human behavior yeah exactly real life events and it ties it together with money and it all makes sense mm-hmm. all of it makes sense so anyone that gets the opportunity to read this i hope it's a you very guys good book joy a very good book yeah. we're actually going to take more episodes and kind of keep breaking down different aspects of psychology and money so i hope you guys are ready to listen and ready to understand and i hope this actually invites you guys to get the book and read it yourselves yeah, even yeah. though some people may not think it's interesting this is actually very very interesting it gets into a lot of things a lot yeah. especially if you if you if, if you feel like you're you're struggling or you just want to learn more about like just uh why you why you spend yeah if, if yeah. anyone wants to understand why they spend yeah. and where like why am i wasting money like how do you work so much and not have any money Or you feel like all your money is just being allocated to one or two things. I think you should definitely, definitely get this book. And it will open your mind in ways that you've never thought. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, But yeah. That's that, man. Let's wrap it up. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good episode.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast. Um, We'll be... Dropping another episode again next week. We also want to talk about the fundraiser. fundraiser. Yeah, so I guess we could talk about it because we're dropping it on Sunday. September 6th, mark it on your calendar. Yeah, Monday, (laughs) September 6th. Make sure you guys come and join. Uh, There is going to be a fundraising, as we said in the last episode. It's going to be, uh, it's called Wells for Africa. So we're trying to build a well uh, in Africa, specifically in Ethiopia. There's a community there um, that we're trying to build a well for. Um, and we are also helping to fundraise the event. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's a
1: September 6th on Monday, starting at 2 p.m. So yep, 7 p.m. Uh, tickets go for $50 early bird. Right. The early bird ends September 4th, and it will be $70 at the door. Right. All of this is for a great cause. You will be getting, I guess, t T-shirt. shirts, t shirts, prize, food. Yeah. All the things that, yeah, performances, activities, all the things that you can imagine at like an, a barbecue fun day. Yeah. That it will be there. Mm-hmm. And it's I, gonna be at Centennial Park in the. Centennial Atopico. Park. Yeah. Atopico. Yeah. So, for any of you guys that wanna join us, you guys can come join us. We can have great discussions, great talks, yeah. and it's all for a great cause. You know. Mm-hmm. The one thing I learned in life is you want to invest in your future. And for those who don't know, if you're Muslim, you do understand this. The afterlife is the real future. Right. So that is what our plan was. And to actually just kind of give them a brief breakdown, we weren't even planning to do a barbecue. We just wanted to. Right. We wanted to donate it ourselves Mm -hmm. as a company. And we just kind of seen it as an opportunity to help others. Yeah. Bring other people along and when they get involved in that, also they get to reap the rewards. Yeah. So it's not only us. Like we could have simply done it. Right, right, you right, know. Right. Yeah. But we took the time and effort, or we took the time and put in the effort to kind of organize us all so that everyone can somehow get a piece of the pie. Yeah, inshallah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so make so. make sure you guys bring your friends. Make sure you bring your 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 relatives. Bring your yeah. your siblings. Yeah. Um, come Anyone join. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be an outdoor activity, and I guess it'll be the last. The last, uh, yeah, the, last, of the, the last event before the summer, basically, or before, before school starts. End. And think like, school starts very yeah. soon after that. So, hope you guys can uh, join us. Um, we will be participating. It's uh, our the flyer will be posting on. We'll be posting. Yeah, on we'll our start. IG we'll store. start blasting the flyers. Yeah. very very soon, and so. we'll
1: post a link where, where you could buy the tickets as well. Yeah, so you be guys on can that buy right and also for those who can't join we will be having a gofundme page so right. keep an eye out for that if you do want to get in on this opportunity but you won't be able to make it
0: yeah yeah exactly so donate what you can make sure you share the share the link try to get as many people as you can because obviously um the more money that we generate the more obviously the,
1: the bigger the change that yeah. we can that and we can yeah get. exactly and for for those of you who are thinking like if this is a one-time thing this is definitely not a one-time thing yeah we plan to continue to do this and so if you do, like, miss out or anything, there will always be more opportunities to right. donate and fundraise. 100%. Because obviously the Americans want to go to outer space. <laughs> they don't want to help us with water in Africa. <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff All right, guys. Uh, so yeah, we'll that's all up. for us.
0: All right, guys. Take right. care. Peace.
1: Peace.